go in ready to learn, come prepared, show up ready to ask questions. And at the end of every week, my biggest thing would be to just say, please give me feedback on this past week. Make your own goals. My goal for this week is I really want to see more sick patients. Express that and communicate that because your preceptor doesn't know what you need. They're just going to do whatever they usually do. So ask for what you need and then ask for feedback weekly. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show, where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I am a nurse, blogger, podcaster, and sitting across from me is my very spicy co-host. And I am Sam. I am a flight nurse, college professor, podcaster, powerlifter, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we are doing Fun Friday bonus episode part two with Natalie, pediatric nurse practitioner. Yes, Nurse Nat is coming back, you guys. We are so excited for the rest of this episode. We know you're here for the bonus episode, so we don't even need to get into it. You already know how awesome she is. She is so much fun. We talked for like two hours. We did. It's funny. We couldn't stop. (laughs) We knew this was going to happen, though, because Natalie, she straight up was like, I'm a talker, so. (laughs) No, Tori and I are. It's, yeah, put the three of us behind a mic, and it just. This is going to be a five-hour episode. No big deal. 100%. Okay, I am, can I just say I'm obsessed with our fun Fridays? I know, they're so much fun. They're almost more fun than our regular episodes, because (laughs) I love this rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. We have funny questions today. So we're going to do five questions. Um, and we're just going to pop off with uh, some fun Friday funsies here. All right. Okay. Okay. So um, does size really matter? Yes. I mean, no, but yes. But no, but like. I am like a fan of motion of the ocean, you know? I'm kind of a fan of that. I'm going to you- stick with yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No. Sorry. What's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is when someone's like, hey, can we talk later? No, the fuck we can't. Don't make me wait. I Now I'm going to stress about it all day. Yeah. Like, well, what do you want to talk about? Well, what it's about? Well, just tell me what it's about. Don't ask. Yeah, it's like your manager like, just asking. When you're yeah, ready, yeah, yeah. Yeah. then say, hey, do you have a minute? Can we talk right now? Sure. But don't be like, hey, can we talk about this later? Because my anxiety will literally just mm. have me spinning all yeah, day. Yeah. Mine's when people are, are on the phone at dinner. Oh, that's like, rude. Literally, so I can't. What product would you refuse to promote? Uh, any sort of detox. Like, oh, you have a yeah. fucking liver. Yeah. That's your detox. <laughs> I don't like juice cleanses. I don't like any sort of cleanse or detox. Yeah. I, I hate it. I'm here for a juice moment, but yeah, the whole detox thing. Like, celery juice? Really? Really? Okay. Uh, mine, you know mine. Crocs? Definitely. Nope. Good. More Crocs for me. Nope. More Crocs for me. Have you ever thrown up in public? Aside from being drunk, which yes, the answer is obviously yes, but in just an illness way, I was at the mall in sixth grade in front of Wet Seal, and I just spewed everywhere. Like, I just was like, oh, I ate it one potato, two potato. Oh, my God. So I got like a loaded baked potato, and then I just vomcano everywhere in front of Wet Seal, and then I just stood there looking like the exorcist, like just like in this pool of my own vomit, like 
and then I started crying because I was in sixth grade and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, who's going to clean it up? And I was so embarrassed and all these people were staring at me. Oh. And I was with my dad. Would have been on like, brand if it was in front of Hot Topic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, I don't know. I love that. Uh, mine. Okay. So no, I don't think I have, but I've definitely thrown up in plenty of cars. So oh. many like friends and family cars. If you threw up in my car, I would not be oh pleased my God. with you. I'm, I get so car sick. Oh. It's bad. Last lie you told someone. That I'm on my way. <laughs> Hadn't even left the house yet. <laughs> mine was be ready in five. <laughs> Tori and I are never on time We're to anything so ever. It's so hard. It's, it's just so hard. It's so hard. I can't. All right. Can't. What's one of your weird quirks? I don't know, but I know yours. No, you, okay, I know yours. Okay. You start off everything with, okay, you smack <laughs> your lips, and then I edit it out of this podcast, you guys. I do it so bad. She's like, always like, okay. Okay, can I tell you yours? Yeah, what's mine? You gag yourself <laughs> with your toothbrush. I, I do. I can't. I. It's At least so I brush bad, my guys. tongue, you guys. It's I get so back bad. there. I literally cannot brush my teeth next to you because I want to gag watching you gag. <laughs> How do you not gag? <laughs> I don't know, but I definitely do not gag on my toothbrush. I don't know. But literally every time, you guys, it's... Oh, I only it's gag so on my toothbrush, not other things. It's every day, every time. Okay, anyway. Okay, well, at least I get back there. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Me too. I do. I'm, I know my hospital's haunted. Yeah, I, like I do. There's a couple reasons, but I've actually been to a medium as well. Yes. Okay. I'm here for that. And uh, no, yeah, I, I fully do. believe I in it. Yeah. I I've do. seen some shit. Yeah. Same. Um, boobs or butt? Boobs. I mean, I'm partial to ass, obviously. <laughs> but I love boobs. I love I my like boobs. Both. I like my boobs a lot. Yeah, I love if both. If we're talking specifically about me, but even on other people, I don't know. I love I love a good ass, mama. I love though. a good butt. Yeah. yeah. If you got and you've got good hamstrings, like good yeah. thighs. Oh yeah. I like totally. some hammies for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's your favorite carb? So I go between two. I go between a chocolate chip muffin. Or what sourdough. like would be my least favorite carb. Oh, sourdough. Sourdough bread. Like a oh. really good sourdough bread that's just like fresh baked. Okay. You know. Respect. Mm-hmm. Donuts. <laughs> I love donuts. Obviously. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Okay. What's one question you would ask God? Um, Why do bad things happen to good people? I would like an answer to that. Yeah. That, that bothers me. Especially yeah. working in healthcare in pediatrics. Like, yeah, you see a lot of that. What what would your question be? Okay, what's up with periods? God, like let's talk. Pull up my my father. Realty. I have some questions. I don't understand why we needed a period to be like congratulations, you're not with child. Yeah. You could yeah. have just not been pregnant. Why why do I have to like yeah. expel all of this stuff? And I suffer. don't understand. And why does it have to last so long? Like this couldn't have been a one day thing. Yeah. Like one and done. Yeah, one day. Why like, is this dragging out yeah. four days, five days? Why does it come sometimes and then it skips a month and then it's back? Why is sometimes it's 23 days, the next month it's 31 and you're like, am mm-hmm. I pregnant? Mm-hmm. Like what's happening here? And then why does it cause me to break out? Yeah. Why does it make me bitchy? Very valid. Like this, none of this was, I know God, you have a plan <laughs> and you, you well designed us and shit, but like <laughs> this one you should have consulted with. All Someone, because yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah, you need a, a I need stand-in some consultant. clarity. <laughs> I need answers. 
All right. All right. I love Fun Friday. This is so much fun. And we tune in it. next week. We have our final Fun Friday as well. Our yes. last bonus episode. It's be a good one. All right, you guys, we're going to jump into part two here with Natalie. Um, If you guys haven't listened back, obviously listen to episode one because it's full of amazing information for you. All things PNP 101, what, the what, when, how, where, why. And today we're going to be going into some fun, some other fun topics, social media, brand building, modern day healthcare. We get into all of it. So let's get into it. All right, let's dive into the show. What's a common myth buster about mm. or that you can give about the nurse practitioner role? Like what's something you want to myth bust? I would love to myth bust that nurses and nurse practitioners make the same amount of money so mm. that most people will just go back to being a nurse instead of being an NP. Because I've heard that one. I don't know if you guys I've have heard, heard that. that Oh, one. yeah, I've heard that. And um, I want to say that. There's so much that goes into the salary of being a nurse practitioner that if you talk to someone, it might seem like they're making the same amount, but there's there's so much to look into, I guess. Um, so for example, um, the nurses might say, you know, I've been here for like 10 or 15 years. I'm making over 100000 a year. Why would I go back to school and then be an NP and I'm going to just start out making the same? But that's the max salary that they're at as a nurse. And they might they might have to work holidays and weekends and a night shift differential in order to make that. Um, overtime. And, yeah. and overtime. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's very achievable to make even more than an NP, but at what cost? Exactly. Yeah, yeah we've talked about that. I won't kill myself with overtime anymore. We've, yeah. I'd rather eat ramen. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I just want rice and beans. It's yes. fine. Yeah. And so when you're looking at going into a nurse practitioner, you know, when I was a when I hired on as a, as a new grad, I was making well over um, you know, what I made actually as an RN. And not only that, but they actually like they reimburse me um $1000 every year for all of my like education, anything that I want that extra, they reimburse me for. I get 3 education days a year where I can just take those full days to like work on the education things that we used to have to do at work, you know, like in between yeah. seeing patients. So I get three extra days for that. I earn more for PTO. like a conference or something. Yep. I can go to conferences yeah. with that. Um, I earn more PTO and like my 401k contribution is a little bit higher than it was, you know, as a nurse. Oh, I, I get a lot. Mm-hmm. I get a time. I don't know if I get more sick time now because I'm in um, because I'm a part because I'm part time. But yeah, it's something that's negotiable, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just like the standard of like what everyone else gets. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can like negotiate that. Um, I get a laptop so I don't have to like use my own laptop. So that's something as well. Um, You know, my lunches are an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. They provide us breakfast (laughs) on certain days and lunch. Tell us what that's like. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's a full meal. Oh, my God. It's something. Yeah. understand right so um, I mean yeah. you know perks. when there's you, a lot of perks there's perks to it yeah if when my day is if I'm salary so when my day is over and my last patient I ended at three like I go home you know if I don't have a patient for an hour then I'm not doing work I'm you know um so I think it's it's helpful to look at all of those things yeah. and, and and there are benefits to both you know like if you didn't want extra money as an RN then cool then you pick up an extra shift that's not something I could do I don't I can't pick up extra shifts I'm salaried you know right. I'm like where I'm at um but I think that's a big myth because and some people some younger nurses will hear older nurses talk about that and they're like 
the older nurses are basically like projecting their own fears out there that Mm -hmm. like I already make you know this much money and so I'm not going to go back to school to make the same amount but this is just my starting pay as a new grad with absolutely no experience like you know sky's the limit with um you know going up and then we get you know certain bonuses and things like that so um it's just something to think about that I a lot of people I think that's a great way to do it because you know in lifestyle wise you know what fits your life what fits your price tag yeah no exactly Mm -hmm. like that's I mean also to you Nat you were working in a very intense I mean pick you is intense Mm -hmm. and that is something that I think a lot of people are feeling right now you know we're working in settings at the bedside that are so stressful it's very demanding and you know what to be honest like long term a lot of nurses struggle with that like do I want to work bedside my whole life like is this something I can do and I think it's very valid to be like that's not for me. And it's not worth it to say, oh, I only work two days a week, but then, you know, you're exhausted and like just so burnt out the rest of the five, then obviously you're, that works so much better for you. And I think that's a great conversation to be having. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. year in 2020, I made the least I've made ever in my nursing career. Mm-hmm. So before I probably was one of those people that was making nurse practitioner type money, but again, at what cost? I was used yeah. to do so much overtime and I had three jobs. Mm-hmm. I had oh a per God. diem, a part-time in the NICU, a per diem NICU, and teaching clinicals. So oh I had three God. jobs. I was working almost five 12-hour shifts a week, like on the regular. I was making amazing money, but my life was trash. Last yeah. year, I made literally the least amount I've made since probably my first year as a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I could not be happier yeah well you're you're working full-time as a as a professor now too but that which just I think started fits you. um yeah like, I mean but you're doing really well with that and that's a great yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because you know what's funny is I never pegged you for that but you're so good at it I'm a talker you are you're really good at it I think my students probably think I'm like insane no they probably love you because you are insane I like yeah they probably TikToks like talks and stuff I would love to have a professor like you oh yeah you probably keep it real yeah that's what people want. Too real. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is definitely a myth. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah. I hear it. And I feel like I probably even perpetuated that myth at one point. Mm-hmm. But it took me from actually just work, going back to working the bare minimum of full time to realize that, oh, base salary. No, I have to do all these extras to earn that. And I'm not willing to do that to my body anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning of our careers, when we're younger, and we're like, super motivated just to like get out there and do all that stuff. I think that's fine. Like I think it's nice at the beginning of your career to put in the time and put in the effort and make those connections, show people that you're a hard worker, you know, um, learn and all that. But I mean, yeah, at one point you get to be even just, you know, in your 30s and you're like, okay, so now I just want to evaluate like what's worth it, like the pros and cons of everything. So yeah. and for some people going back to school and being MP is worth it. And and other people, they're like, mm, no, like that's not that's not what I want to do. That it, I want a different role, but I don't want to be at bedside. And that's fine too. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Do you ever see yourself transitioning again to something mm. different? Like because just because you're an NP, you can still utilize that degree in multiple ways. Some NPs end up going into education and teaching and, again, not providing any patient care. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see yourself branching out? of? I mean, obviously, you're a new grad, so I'm talking way down the road. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I've always loved to teach and I've always loved helping students. Like that's kind of where my love of having my Instagram and my blog comes in, I think. Um, but I do love that. So I think Come one day. Come teach with me one day. That could be fun. <laughs> I, be, I would be so down for that. Your class sounds really fun. First of all, you said you'd watch TikToks or you make TikToks <laughs> or watch points sometimes. Right. If I see like a relevant one, I'll put yeah. I'll put it in my PowerPoint. I put memes in my PowerPoints because I'm yeah. immature, but I feel like I, I, <laughs> no, I love that. It. I would it's relatable, okay? You know I gotta what? keep I would... them entertained because yeah. yeah. I know they're not listening to me on Zoom. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Keep them mm-hmm. engaged somehow. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times I'm just like Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> I know. Bueller. Oh. I'll ask a question and it's silent and then I just answer myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. But I I would be open to teaching, you know, if I could find the time to do it. I do love students and I love helping students. I just like there's something so fun about teaching and having some like helping somebody grasp a concept, you know. Um, And that's what I've learned actually from being in the outpatient setting or even in the hospital, I guess, like teaching families. If you can explain a very complicated concept and you can break it down to like third grade reading level for someone to understand, you have truly grasped yes. the concept. Like, yes. you know, if you talk to like the smartest, like, card- or you hear like a cardiologist or gastroenterologist or a neurosurgeon, whoever, they're not saying all these like huge words to right. the parents. They're like, they're breaking it down into these like easy to understand concept and all of a sudden the parent understands what the brain surgeon did in surgery you know and so that's one thing that I love about like teaching and education so I think I would be um I think I would be interested but yeah at this point it's like so early I'm like yeah, um, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. I love where I'm at spread now. Yeah. That's why I love teaching on congenital heart defects because getting to break that mm-hmm. down and the way I explain it to my students, I seriously am like talking about the chambers of the heart and I'm like, okay, the blood gets this heart and it's like, hey, bro, like I can't pass through here. <laughs> but, oh, what is that big hole in the ventricle? Oh, that looks cool. I'm going to go check that out. That's like how I start to talk about congenital heart defects. But I'm like, hopefully it helps them. That's actually, awesome like, though. Because I feel it. like that's, you know, when it's relatable and fun, like there's th- things that stick out in your brain when you remember those things. Mm-hmm. Like that's Yeah, fun. one time I accidentally dropped an F-bomb when I was talking about hypoplastic <laughs> oh left hearts. But it was like, I'm on Zoom. I got my coffee. I'm like wired. Yeah. And I was trying to explain how the heart can't get um from the left atrium because the left ventricle doesn't pump Mm -hmm. so i'm like you have all this oxygenated blood in the left atrium that's like fuck and then i was like oh (laughs) my god (laughs) and my students were like dying laughing and i was like oh my i'm gonna get fired you did not hear that and i was like i i will deny 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 i did not say that but they were like no we're gonna remember that forever now (laughs) i was like so mortified i got out of class and i was like i can't believe i just dropped an f-bomb but i got a little too comfortable teaching heart defects that day (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. What would you say is the best and worst part of being a nurse practitioner? Realty. Mm-hmm. Um, best part is the relationships that I get to build with my families and my kids. Like so fun, them coming you, back. They come in. back, right? Yeah, yeah. they come so back. You get to have that relationship. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and like you know, kids are just the cute. I mean, they're so cute. They're kids so are fun. so fun. You know, yeah. I just love them. Like I was telling Eric. they just say the funniest things like I had I see a lot of kids for fatty liver so basically when kids are eating 
poorly, some kids can get fatty liver. So basically, it's just extra fat that sits on their liver. And um, it's not good for their liver. Eventually down the line, it can cause cirrhosis. So it's my job to come in and be like, okay, let's make sure that that fat that's sitting on the liver isn't being caused by any other disease. And then what help, like, let's help you put healthy things into your body. And so this one girl, she's like 11. And she's like, yeah, you know, I know I'm, I'm overweight, but it just makes it harder for people to kidnap me. And I was, oh <laughs> and I was like, first of all, I love your attitude. And I always say, you know, everybody is perfect in its own way and everybody is unique, but we have to put healthy things into our body so that healthy things come out, you know, all this stuff. And so it was just really cute. I love that. And then this other, this other little girl was so cute. I'm like, um, at the end of my visit, I always say, you know, I ask them, do ask the parents, do you have any questions? And, you know, they'll either ask questions about the plan or whatnot. And then I always ask the kids, like, um, do you have any questions for me? And she stops and she thinks and she's like, um, what's your favorite color? <laughs> what is your favorite color? <laughs> Yellow. Yellow. Oh. <laughs> but it was just like so cute. It had nothing to do with like so what pure. we're talking about. Like so pure. Um, so the relationships with my families, you know, the kids are healthy. So like there are some people are a little nervous to come in to the appointments, but we make it fun. And like, you know, it's just a good time. So you're not seeing these kids when they're like, you know, like sick on their bed and they're scared because they've been poked a million times. Like you get to actually enjoy and like joke around with them and then you get to see them in three months. Like how did that test go that you were worried about? Like how was your holidays, you know? Um, So the relationships are great. And then I do absolutely just love my role in our multidisciplinary feeding program. It's just like magical, the change that we make in patients' lives. So that's a huge milestone for NICU babies. I've had a few of my primary NICU babies go home with G-tubes and then get them out through the feeding program Mm -hmm. and parents will email me or whatever Mm -hmm. to send me pictures and be like look no more G-tube and my heart bursts every time because I know how huge of a deal that is for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah so that's very magical and then the worst part is I think we kind of said it before but the charting is like absolutely horrible and just like knowing that like my name is on all of these things and like could I be sued like yeah. years down the line yeah. <laughs> kind of like so do you carry malpractice oh insurance? my gosh so yeah I carry personal malpractice insurance and I have malpractice insurance provided through um, my work yeah oh, yeah awesome. so it's interesting like it's where crazy. I work um is like contracted to the hospital so like we're a different entity so it like um, so they give me the um, malpractice insurance and they have like lawyers and things like that. And but, you know, like the first day they're like, so if you ever get subpoenaed, like do not accept the subpoena, like to send it to this office or whatever. And I was like, OK, so this is my first day. Like, <laughs> I hope that never talk. happens. The legal but, like, crap you gotta do yeah, I mean, but it is, you know, and that's why I try to chart so thoroughly. And like I do chart prep. Um, someone told me, you know, families families don't usually want to sue and if they had somebody who like cared and they felt heard their concerns were heard then they're less likely to sue Mm -hmm. I don't know that's not like um you know that's I'm not a lawyer like that's not actual like advice but it kind of makes common sense you know I think you're building a relationship with someone and they genuinely know you're trying to do the best well because you can't prevent everything and you can't fix everything but I think when people do sue it's because they weren't being listened they were being ignored their concerns weren't taken seriously and then there was an adverse outcome and they're like Mm -hmm. well I've 
brought this up multiple times and it didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's when people tend to seek out more like litigation. Sure. Yeah. But it's also scary in a way as well, because then what's the point of like just not getting walked all over by our families who are just dictating care so that we don't get sued, you know, and Mm -hmm. like you you can't just have yeah you can't just have like a family like oh we'll do this test and do this test and treat me for this but it's like well I can't because you're not diagnosed with that and like that doesn't feel right you know Um, so it's hard because a lot of our um, we do a lot of metrics in healthcare as you guys know and so a lot of it is about like patient um, satisfaction scores (laughs) and I you know and that's really tough because um, when when reimbursement or when bonuses are based on patient satisfaction scores, uh, yeah, you might be taking good care of your patients, but if they don't feel like they're being heard or if they don't agree with your plan and they give you a bad score yeah. or they just have the angry people are the people who end up being the ones that like give you scores in the hospital or whatever it is, like that's not, that sucks too. Mm-hmm. So our healthcare, the world of healthcare has shifted into patient satisfaction, which is kind of scary in a way. It's yeah. good, but it's it it's takes good away. Yeah. yeah, it takes we away. Do a whole episode on that. I one know. Day. Yeah, I mean that's super interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it hard is. because then I, you know. So do they recommend that you have your own personal liability insurance, or is that something you just also wanted to have? I kept my liability insurance because I had to have it as a student mm-hmm. and then I just like transferred it but it's expensive yeah it's really expensive I've heard it recommended for even nurses me too well I had I it as I had to have it as a nursing student mm-hmm. and then yeah yeah I but I've heard like mixed things so I think there too. is some myth busting it'd be cool to also do a legal episode yeah someone mm. about the legalities mm. of certain things but I've heard two camps where some people say that you're more likely to get sued if you have your own personal because they can go after you personal than if you're under your mm. organizations. But then yeah. I've heard other but people say, don't know? ever just trust your organization to always have your back. Yeah. You should also protect yourself. So I've heard so these two camps. The yeah. second one is what I had heard. I went to a nurse, uh, pediatric nurse practitioner conference through NAPNAP. And um, that's the National um, Association of Pediatric Nurse Practitioners that I'm a part of. And somebody, there was a nurse practitioner and she was a lawyer as well. And she's awesome. She did this talk and she basically was the one who convinced me to get my own personal malpractice insurance. And it's interesting because in, um, so in the state of California, uh, nurse practitioners work in collaboration with MDs. So like I, uh, basically an MD signs my notes. So it's part of like the reimbursement process that we use. Um, but in in other states like nurse practitioners can work completely independently and so there's a lot of um like uh politics and stuff about getting nurse practitioners in california like their independent license and stuff but right now we don't have independent license so we do work with um docs so in a way as a new grad i like that because i have somebody who's like reading my notes and mm-hmm. supporting you have me a level stuff. of protection under yeah. that umbrella mm-hmm. okay this was a commonly asked one that I think a lot of people will want to know. Do you have any good interview or clinical tips and tricks advice? One is have a good attitude, which is kind of what we had talked about before. Like just go in ready to learn, come prepared, um, show up like ready to ask questions. And at the end of every week, my biggest thing would be to just say, please give me feedback on this past week. Make your own goals. My goal for this week is I really want to see more sick patients or I really want to see more patients. Like I, 
I'm not good at looking in ears and looking at the tympanic membranes of babies. Like, give me all the babies, please. Or like, I want to work on dermatology. So make your own goals and then express that and communicate that because your preceptor doesn't know what you need. They're just going to do, you know, whatever they usually do. So ask for what you need um, and then ask for feedback weekly. I did that and and I got really um, some really great feedback every week and just being, you know, just being open to that again, just like knowing that it's not a criticism or try not to take it like personally. The other thing I would say for um, clinical with sick visits is just being um, get a good like practice with your taking a history you know just like we were talking about before if you're going to be in primary care your kid's going to come in and they might not look sick there might not any be on your physical exam there's going to be nothing wrong and that's usually what we're so used to you're not going to hear those crazy crackles or you're not going to hear the crazy murmur or anything like that like the kid's not going to have edema yet you know it's like that hasn't happened so it's going to be the history so uh, using the old cart which is onset location duration characteristics aggravating factor relieving factor and then therapeutics that have already been tried and that gives you a really good story of what just happened you know this um, and then um, going through and knowing what red flags to look out for and what things um, should kind of put off I don't know like flag, a little like red, a red flag, flag that yeah. you're just like okay like this yeah, is red you know, this here. is not good yeah um, so that would be my suggestion for clinicals and then just really being able to understand like well child care make little cheat sheets for yourself of every age every age when they're growing they need something different and they come in at certain months um, for vaccines so just like memorizing I don't know why it took me so long to memorize the vaccine schedule but oh, I, I think finally feel that way so I finally <laughs> like, memorized two, the four, vaccine six months I, I have it memorized because I teach peds but yeah there's so um, be Dr. Hip you yes exactly yeah Wait, what tell me I don't <laughs> know Dr. Hip so at you it goes from birth two months four months six months one year i we could go further but like b is hep b d is d tap um r is rotavirus hip h for is hib haemophilus influenza b i is polio and p is pneumococcal and so for birth it's b because mm-hmm. you just get hep b at two months it's um b dr hip so you get all of those that mm-hmm. i just mentioned and then so it's B, B Dr. Hip, Dr. Hip, B Dr. Hip. That gets you the first six <laughs> months here. And then at one years old, it's Mad HPV, which is mm-hmm. MMR. Hepa- that's um, A is hepatitis A. D is another D tap. And then H is the Hib again. And then P, now you're getting the pneumococcal. And V, you're getting varicella for the first time. Mad HPV. Mm-hmm. I yeah. teach all my students that. So <laughs> yeah. So when I w- it was funny because I was seeing I all these well visits. So yeah. Teaching. No. And you don't remember like any of the developmental or vaccine or anything, especially in PICU. Like there's no way we do any of that in PICU. Yeah. So I don't know why it took me so long to memorize. As a NICU nurse, the most you're typically doing is the first vaccine. Then you're doing two. We do a lot of two months, sometimes six months, very rarely a year. Yeah. Very rarely. Yeah. But, but I still didn't know that like okay the four months six months like changes again so it's like b mm-hmm. b dr hip dr. <laughs> yeah it's funny though there's a lot of little things yeah it's just so much easier to memorize it at the beginning i don't know why i didn't um because the, the when CDC you look at the vaccine, yeah i was gonna yeah, say it doesn't it awful. does not make sense there's oh, a lot of God. other um i mean i hate using this as a reference but pinterest has like some really cute like graphic ones where it's like 
just it it hits the thing it looks like it's so much easier to see i don't know who yeah. works on the cdc thing. but they could redesign yeah it. Yes. there's a good um, to look a lot there's better. a cdc vaccine app that's actually pretty good um on your phone that might be nice but i think just memorizing it um to get the basics but then the hard thing is is if you have a kid with a catch-up schedule or whatever but anyways that would be my recommendation to just start memorizing like the milestones and like when kids are supposed to be sitting up and when do they start eating and things like that i'm um, just getting those basic down because that's what the parents are always going to ask you whenever you walk into like well visits and like is my child growing okay like how much should they be drinking what vaccines am I getting today and if you can say if you can tell the family that at the beginning like they're good you know and then any other questions that you have you can take to your preceptor afterwards Um, but I think it's nice to at least have those like little bits of information and then have the confidence to say it for um, interviews I honestly think I think you guys had an a podcast or like an episode on interviews or you mentioned it but getting to the interview is is the hard part once you're in the interview it really is them just trying to figure out I think for the most part they're just trying to figure out if they like you yep, as a yeah. person and if yep. they can get along with you and if you're going to be a good mm-hmm. coworker. Are you teachable? Are you teachable? And mm-hmm. are you the right fit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're applying for this job, either you haven't had experience in here or you're new to that team anyway. So regardless, it's, yeah, do they like you? Is it, is it Are you going to be someone that is going to fit in well with their culture, with their team, with their values, whatever, you right. know? Yeah, are exactly. you open to learn? Yeah, exactly. Because you could be even the most bomb NICU nurse in some state and moving here and they're like, yeah, you have experience. Have experience. We know you know your stuff, but you come in and your attitude is all off in the interview and they're like, I don't think that that's going to be a good, yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good energy. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And and as a new grad, I think you just have to play that up because – you don't really have a ton to offer as a new grad in terms of experience. Like you don't really have anything. And and that was one thing in my interview that the director just kept saying. He's like, listen, I know that you don't know anything about GI, but you we like we really like you and we can teach you the GI stuff, um, but we can't teach you to be a good person and we can't teach you to, you know, get along with other people. So I think just showing that in the interview, you know, just try to show your real self. Don't just give them the answers that you think that they want to hear. Um, and then also um, as a new grad NP, it's important for you to interview. It's like you're interviewing that company as much as they're interviewing you. So like make sure that they've had NPs that have worked there before. Have they trained new nurse practitioners? What does it look like when you come on as a new nurse practitioner? How long is the ramp up of like how long it's going to take for you to get to a full patient schedule? How are they supporting you? What support do you have when you're on your own? Um, how Do you have admin days so that you can catch up on charting? Like what are they doing to support um, and pay for your DEA license, which is seven, almost $800. Like, what are they doing to pay for your RN or your NP license and your NP um, furnishing number so that you can prescribe? That's $1,200. So, like, are they reimbursing those things? You know, those are things that I get reimbursed by my work, but other people don't get those reimbursed. So, like, did you have to negotiate that? No, that came. Okay, because I know um, some people have to negotiate. But some, sometimes they have to negotiate. And so yeah. that's something that you can negotiate if you are, you know, if you're 
feeling like, okay, my they won't negotiate the salary, but like $861 for a DEA license that you need, um, you get, it's every like three years or something, but like, that's a, that's a huge amount of money, $1,200 for the license plus an RN license, like all of that gets paid for. So you can negotiate that into your What was salary. it like applying for your boards and the DEA license? Oh God, it was like total headache. Oh my I've God. I've heard this over and over. I don't think people really realize how hard it is. It's crazy. Nobody tells you like how to do it. First of all, I think maybe I need to get, make a, well, and it's hard because every state is different, yeah. but I guess maybe I could make one for California nurse practitioners. So in the state of California, when you graduate from your school, you get your basically like an NP, right? And then you have to take a test um, and that's your certification. You can still practice in the state of California. And I think only only there's one other state like New York or something. You can practice without being certified. So like as soon as I graduated, I had my PNP license and and technically I could, you know, practice as soon as I got my um, license in the mail from the BRN and what's called the furnishing number. They're very similar things. um, And you apply to both of those on the BRN. Then I applied to like a separate, take a separate test to do a certification test through the PNCB. I don't even remember what that stands for, but I gave them $300 and (laughs) I took a test and then I got certified and basically, and the test is very similar. It's like, it's like an, it's like NCLEX, but for an NP, right? Um, except actually easier is what I tell people like NCLEX is is the hardest test you'll ever take in your life. I hated that test and I cried afterwards and the, and the PMP boards are hard because it's a lot of knowledge, but there's no multiple choice. It's not trying to trick you. It's just straight up, you know, however many questions, like 175 questions, you get three hours to do it or something or two hours. I can't even remember. And it's like you pass or you don't pass, you know? Um, so in other states, so if anyone's listening to this and they're not in the state of California, you need your certification in order to practice in the state of California, you could start practicing before you get certified. Um, I don't know why you would do that. Cause I feel like more jobs would just want you to get that done. And then the longer you're out of school, the longer you just like, can't remember, you know, those things. So, um, once you have those, so you have your NP um, license, you have your NP furnishing number, you put you apply for those both of those on the BRN, you do your um, certification test, you always have to have your RN, so you cannot let that lapse. <laughs> and then once you apply for a job, then you get your DEA license. Um, and the reason that you wait until then is so that they could hopefully pay for it for you. <laughs> and that's a national, right? That's, nas- that's national, the yes. DEA, yeah. Yeah, so the DEA, every MP, yeah. yeah. Every MP needs if you're that. Pers- yeah. Exactly. And most schools that you go to, you basically, you take a course. Your pharmacology course should cover the course that's needed in order to get your DEA license. But I have heard that there's some like, um, P- like physician assistant programs and NP programs that their pharmacology course doesn't cover that. And then you have to like take another course after that, which is such a pain. So if you haven't applied for NP school yet and you're thinking about it, um, just make sure that your pharmacology course will cover you for that so that you just have to send them your transcripts. Yeah, you should really choose your NP school wisely because not only that, some NP schools also like yours provided preceptors for you. Mm -hmm. But a lot of NP schools, you have to find your own. Oh, God. And Mm -hmm. that sounds difficult, especially in COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. And, and I honestly difficult. think, and non-COVID times, I think yeah. it was when people, people were struggling. I'd see it on message boards all the time, looking for an, mm-hmm. a preceptor. I'm why like, is it so how hard? How stressful. Like why? To find. Why is that so hard? You're already stressed mm-hmm. enough and now you got to find I feel like preceptor. if I was in that position, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take someone on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I always loved having students or preceptees because it's like having a personal assistant. Yeah. I don't know Take why people get so annoyed with students. I'm like, cool, weigh my diaper when I was in the NICU. All right, <laughs> hang this feed. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm a talker, so I don't mind. But I'm like, you have yeah. a second set of hands to mm-hmm. do everything. I, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why it's so hard, but it is. And so I always recommend, and I think we talked uh, talked about this on our last episode, I if you're going to online school and you know that they don't give you specific clinicals, like sometimes they'll say that they provide like a clinical um, liaison or something. And it's like total BS. They like give you a list of numbers and like you just have to cold call all these places by yourself. So if you have network like Tori has or, you know, someone and you're in an area that like has tons of NPs or, you know, a ton of NPs or, you know, somebody, then sure, go for it. But it's when you're going to be in school and you're going to be working, you're already going to be stressed. And then you're going to be threatened with this. Like if you don't get your clinical hours, then you have to postpone your graduation and you're going to break down and you're going to cry and it's not going to be fun. So like, I just warn people, like, just know that that's what you're going into. I do think that why for me going through the program that I did, because Natalie and I talked about this. So I was going to have to choose my clinical hours, which is why I think going through the online program that I did, the only advantage I think I had was that I had experience. So I had a network. Like, I already knew who I was going to ask to shadow. And I had NPs, PAs. I knew doctors that I could go to. Like, I had, you know, so I think that that, for me, was felt like a leg up. I feel like if you didn't have a good network, that's hard. Like, I don't know how people... And even thinking about it now, I, you know, having done clinicals, I probably would be doing it during the worst time which is COVID oh, when yeah, that's they so weren't true. yeah yeah See, so everything like, happens for a reason yeah I'm like I don't know how I would have done that I get a lot of people that are like messaging me in my dms like can you precept oh. me I'm like first of all I still need a preceptor like I'm so new yeah, 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 be, yeah. like don't ask me and then second of all like like you yeah, can't no. be messaging people on Instagram yeah, no. like asking if they see so what how social media you? going over in your corner what's, what's the oh, update it's good yeah. social media is great I mean you know this past year has just been such a blur and I um I have nobody but Tori to thank because she was the one who was like hey you know you really should just like start sharing your story on yeah, Instagram she pushes people into putting it out there <laughs> yeah cool. well yeah and you know Honestly, I think I've just learned and and somebody said this recently, like the best gift that you can give other people is just telling your story because you have no idea who else is going through that same thing that you're going through, um, like the ups and the downs and the in-betweens. Like I have so many people that I've like, I don't even know them, but like we've become friends that are like I've kept up with them because we like graduated around the same time and we started working at the same time or like they were COVID brides as well and they had to postpone their wedding mm. and like maybe they eloped or this or that. And when I just share my experiences of how I had a tough day, but like, it's going to be okay. Or like I had a tough day and like, I'm just letting myself have a tough day and I'm not trying to be like super positive and like have toxic positivity about it. I get a lot of people just saying, thanks. Like I really needed to hear that because Mm -hmm. there's, there's just some type of gift with sharing whatever you're going through because it's going to resonate with someone. And if it can help one other person, then awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. that's. That's and your account really nice. is so educational. It is, yeah. Oh, you offer a lot. You have you mentioned um, your master class 
Can you oh, talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah. So I th- like the end of last year and the beginning of this year, I was just trying to think like, how can I help people? Like, how can I help these people on my Instagram? But at the same time, I was spending a lot of my free time where I was trying to like, you know, start my own career and, and focus on all this stuff. And I was giving a lot of information for free on Instagram, which I still do. Like I still do give a lot of information for free, but I realized that it was time for me to respect my own time and to basically create a boundary that said, you know, I can give two hours of my time and create like a master class and teach you some skills and tips of like how to show up to be a good student at PNP clinicals. But I, I'm going to charge for that, you know, yeah. like I'm going to, you know, and, and the people that come to that get so much out of it. And so I have been, I had to have opportunities where I'm able to do that. Or I talk about picking a specialty because that's another big thing. And, um, you know, I just, I really appreciate the people that come and show up for those things and pay because, um, it allows me to be rewarded for my time and like put more effort into it. And then, um, at the same time, I don't feel as burnt out almost like sharing free um, content on Instagram and I can still help out you know taking money from people isn't always the best but I do feel like it's uh, it is valuable I disagree with you I completely disagree I I think that you value valuing your time is what everyone else what we should all be doing Mm -hmm. I actually had a DM the other day which really frustrated I didn't even tell you this um, Wait, you with- had an Instagram comment today that I was actually going to like attack that person oh. on Instagram. Oh, Did okay. you see that? Tell me because I, I, I want to know. Oh, yes, girl. Um, wh- it was a she question. She was upset about that you did, that you were charging for your yes. um, NICU sheets. Thank you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm sitting there in my head and I'm like, okay, so I have spent. It's what, $3? Probably. <laughs> how much is it? I don't even remember. $3. Okay, $3. Oh, my God. Oh, $3. Okay, so here's the thing. Oh I have spent thousands of hours probably curating maybe more than that on Instagram. I've spent equally, if not more, on the blog. I've spent how many hours doing and building this podcast. Um, I have spent so much time creating these templates, doing all these also, things. Also, as the person who like is the computer savvy one of Tori and I, so she compiled all these things and like really fine tooth, like we put this in, don't put this in and everything. But me doing the actual formatting, because I'm just technically a little more computerish, that took a shit ton of our time. Yeah. We I, spent so much time making those reports. And sheets. I give out so much information for free. Yes. That I'm just at a point where I, with people like that, I just, I can't. I can't do that. You know, if you can't respect the, and I don't ask a lot from people. I actually make far less money than probably people think I do. I've been thinking about going around. I'm like, I should probably just do a masterclass and stop dealing all this stuff for free. Because I do so much for free. I put you out do. a lot of stuff. And yeah. I'm like, for that question, I really, I... Uh, yes. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer. And you know, so last year, just to be open with stuff, I made probably like 10 grand on just masterclass stuff, selling things or like affiliate marketing. Um, But I choose what I do affiliate marketing on like, 
things that I've used. So mm-hmm. my favorite one is the Resume RX because I, yeah, I used her. her weekend resume course. I think I don't know if you've had. I think maybe you've yeah. had her on mm-hmm. here. Um, I used her weekend resume course to make my resume and to organize my life so that all of my certifications and everything was like the way that it was supposed to be. And I swear I got so many compliments when I went into my interview, like this is the best resume I've ever seen, you know, so it was something that I used, I'd paid for it. um, And I was talking about how awesome it was before. And then so now I just have a discount code that people can use. And when they swipe up, I get, you know, I make money off of that, yeah. which is great. And that's and I believe which in is stuff great like when you that. can team up with companies that you love. Yeah. And you've backed and you've talked about like, mm-hmm. that's I definitely I love that. That's the model that we both take too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I and I do think that it's great that you're gonna, you know, start charging for things or that you just stand up for yourself. Because, you know, as women, I think a lot of times people just want us to be like, we're so thankful. Like, we're just so thankful for where we are. And we are, we're great. We are grateful. But at the same time, like, we can be grateful for something and then ask for what we deserve um, at the same time. Most people just get it and they understand they value your time. I didn't Mm -hmm. see that comment. I have to go. And honestly, some of your followers (laughs) came out and defended you, which I think is great. And they basically said, you know, Tori has spent so much time. And I think think that is a good perspective, like content creators, um, you know, they spend their own time creating things, giving information, uh, you know, talking about it on podcasts or writing about it on blogs. And, um, the least that you can do is if you don't have money, if money's tight, then that's fine. But, you know, you can like their stuff. You can save their posts. You can swipe up when they tell, you know, when they share things with you. You can engage with them and and make the community, you know, a fun place and not just consume, 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 which I think a lot of us tend to do. Um, but, you know, switching to a content creator basically in this past year has opened up my eyes eyes to the time that is spent making the The different things and 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 it's so hard sometimes to fit it in because I'm like trying to just keep up with being a nurse practitioner and spend time with my husband and you know not be glued to my phone the whole time Mm -hmm. and so it is a balance so I've had to set um, boundaries I've had to charge you know for things that I think are worth it and and it's not like I'm charging like hundreds of dollars here it's like 30 bucks for an ebook or or whatever yeah, it might and be yeah can I read the comment yes please do oh god <laughs> well someone just said we have to buy to re- use your report sheets and you were politely replied I put a lot of hours into my blog podcast content resources so yes I do I've also been a nurse for eight years a lot of time and hard work and I like I said they're three dollars it's less than oh a my cup God. of coffee. And then this person said all these self-claimed, self-claimed, self-claimed influencers monetize everything. She's doing all these for her own benefit, money, making everything seem like she's out here to help other nurses. Yeah. So even as a simple as a report sheet, she has to milk it out from you guys. You're really milking that three dollars. Yeah, One, baby. Tori and I split the profits. Mm-hmm. So we each get a dollar fifty <laughs> off this report sheet. Oh, and sheets. you know what? If you don't want to pay for the report sheet, make your own. Make your own. Yes, make your own. Exactly. No. Wait, time out. Did anyone else comment? Oh, then there's like a bunch. There's a ton oh, of people, a bunch defending, people defending you. you. Someone oh, said influencers yeah. don't owe anything to anyone. They do put a lot of time and effort into what they do. So if they charge for their services, that's their right. Everyone on here asking for freebies all the time for other people's hard work is the real problem mm-hmm. get yeah. over yourself thank yeah you. okay thank you Love well you. and you know what i sure as hell don't work for free and i assume you probably don't either right that would be like your manager saying hey can you come in extra but i'm not going to uh pay you 
You know, it's yes. only it's only five. You know, it's only thirty minutes over, and you'd be like, uh, no, like I'm gonna get charged 100%. for my time. Yeah, and know? it's it is. It's just really the I, the mindset behind um, self not self righteousness, but someone just thinking that you owe them your time all the time. It's just like I don't understand that. Like I'm putting they out. They don't this... need your report sheet. Yeah, no then one's don't making you buy it. It's not a your job isn't saying right. you have to buy a report sheet off the internet from an influencer to work here. It's not a requirement. So the is, entitlement really, that kind yeah. of entitlement is really frustrating. Like create Most your people own, get it. I think. Or your unit has one, but, yeah. or there are free ones. So you yeah. can find free ones on the internet. If you want one as awesome as ours, yeah. then pay $3. Which by the way, Sam made the original NICU one that we have. Yeah, for you the hospital it. that Tori works in the NICU. I and we, made that one. We actually updated it and made it even better. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's just frustrating and I get that. So I do think valuing your time is, is really good. And I think that's, you know, just understanding your worth is important and you spent a lot of time becoming a nurse and a nurse practitioner and, you know. I think that's a good message for anyone going into healthcare because that is what I preach about so much about not us being taken advantage of in healthcare, but the fact that we accept the bare minimum for our profession And we just accept a pizza party in lieu of safe staffing and stuff like that. Like we all need to demand more and value ourselves, value our time. Don't not get your break and not get paid a meal penalty or whatever for not taking your break. Nurses are chronic for- Don't clock out and and keep charting. Yeah. And people brag about it like, oh, I didn't get a break at all last night. Well, you should have. Yeah. That's not- that's not, that's not a flex. Yeah. That's not cool. That's mm-hmm. your employer is taking advantage of you. So if you're not getting your breaks, you should be compensated for it. So I think that's just an overarching message because we all get in that healthcare mindset where it's just we sacrifice ourselves and it's like, no, value yourself. Whether it's you took the time and effort to make this report sheet, you should get paid for it. Or if you have to stay overtime and chart, then you're going to do that. Yeah. That's a really good point. And honestly, 99.99% of the time, people get it. Yeah. You guys have great people who follow you here on the Selfie Show. Like, um, we have similar fans who, you know, are Yeah, we get the greatest on. messages. Yeah. And we really do. But real, you know, behind the scenes yeah, of, you know of Instagram. Funny, that and, like, dick pics. Oh, I, sh- I hand it to Eric. I'm like, okay, so this is definitely. I know it's the best, right? Oh you my just be like, god! Look at this. Or you should just start sending pictures back. I know. <laughs> we oh fully should. God, yeah. yeah. I try to block out all the negativity in my life. Like that comment's kind of funny because you're I the one who taught even... me to just start blocking. Yeah, people. I love oh, yeah, blocking. Just delete it. There's yeah, enough exactly. people on the internet that if you it's lose not, one, that's person. what I love about um, Evie from Nurse Life RN. Yeah, he just goes on blocking sprees. I love and it. And people are like, I can't believe you just block people that have a yes. different opinion than you. And he's like, I Look, love it. he's yeah. like, I don't owe you anything. I don't know you. This is my account. No one's making yeah. you follow it. It's a privilege, yeah. not a right. Yeah. So I used mm-hmm. to never block anyone, and I'd kind of be a keyboard warrior and fight with people. And Tori's like, It's not worth your time. Block them. So I started blocking people, and it's so much fun. People like say something I don't like. Block. Block. I love block. Yeah, it's great. And it's like your space on the internet. So it it reminds me of like it's your house. This is no one. Yeah, you're coming into my house. Yeah, if you had someone come into my space and like was not talking nicely to me or other people or just like being negative, I would just ask you to leave. You know, so like that's the same thing. (laughs) And someone and you spent all day cooking food and you asked everyone to bring a dish and someone showed up empty-handed 
and started eating all the food everyone else prepared and then was rude to you on top of it. You'd <laughs> this be like, wasn't good. Yeah. You'd be like, what? You didn't eat. You overcooked the chicken. You'd be like, you can leave my house. Bye. So yeah, yeah but don't buy my report sheet. And yeah. My chicken's great. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Yeah. And also just, you know, be a little bit more like don't care what people think honestly try not yeah, to take I things so that. personally just yeah. i had to learn how to yeah thicken up which skin. is funny because for people sam you're on the saucy side but you know for we're all like i feel like externally we're all very nice and putting out good content so it is weird to me how like it, it can go negative and i just love like being like you know what we're just gonna block you out of our good space do you think mm-hmm. if me and tori made enough money off of report sheets that we'd still be working like, <laughs> right thank 12 you hour shifts if we were rolling in report sheet money <laughs> like, do you think we're really like rolling in it over get out of here sheets? oh get my out of here. gosh yeah The Instagram world has been fun. I think it's and and my when I was interviewing and I was talking about my blog and how I'd been on other podcasts and how I helped people on the Internet. um, My the people that were hiring me were actually really interested in that and they liked that I was connected to other people and um, and that I was helping and. I don't know, it just kind of showed like an entrepreneurial side of, mm-hmm. of me and something yeah. else. And so it wasn't something that I hid from them. I just kind of, I don't post where I work and I don't say, yeah. you know, when I'm working, which I think is very important. Um, but um, it We've can be seen We've talked about that multiple positive. times here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Value your privacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people oh, yeah. need to respect your privacy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah, get DMs of people all the time being like, do you work at this place? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, oh, I if you if you come if somebody sends me a DM and says, "Oh, you work at fill in the blank," I just block you. I yeah, I straight up will same. because you don't need to. And if I'm somewhere and they're like, "Oh, I love this place," and it's like near where I live, nope, I'm just gonna block you. I don't need you to be like a sleuth trying to figure out where I wait, like where I live and where I work, like. If I want if I want you to know where I am, I'll add the location. Don't worry. If I don't want you to know where I am, like I just I'm just not going to include it, you know. And if you ask me for a tour of my house, I will not give it to you. Like Eric and I value our privacy. Like you might get little pictures here and there, but like that's just something that we don't want, you know. Um, and everyone's different in their um, in the way that they feel like sharing those things which is totally fine. Um, but yeah, if people are asking me personal questions and I don't want to tell them, I mean, I don't, I don't. You have to create boundaries for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not Good. crazy with blocking, but if it seems kind of creepy in a way, like if you've never communicated with me and then all of a sudden you're just trying to like identify mm-hmm. where I work, like that's weird. weird. Yeah, stop. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's yeah, you just It's a learning curve. We're all learning about the social media thing. You know, it's it's a big learning curve for all of us. So yeah, it's true. There we go. Okay. So what little last tidbits can you leave for our audience about becoming a nurse practitioner or yeah, something good? So I would say if you're thinking about becoming a nurse practitioner, just go for it. Honestly, I would just say just go for it. So many people spend a lot of time thinking and getting scared of the end result oh is this gonna take three years and then by that time I'm gonna be 30 and you know and then it's gonna be expensive 
think if you put in the work to understand what goes into being a nurse practitioner, if you ask some nurse practitioner what their roles are, I think a lot of people get scared and hung up about going back to school. And if that's where you think that you need to be, then just apply and go into it. Don't be afraid about um getting rejected from schools most likely you'll probably get in Um, don't be afraid of getting outside of your comfort zone and this new challenge you know it'll make you a better person it'll make you stronger just like Sam and I were talking about before when you are challenged with a new thing it makes you stronger and humbles you Um, I wouldn't let your fears hold you back and I um, and I wouldn't let your fears you know disable you from doing anything caveat to that is that just be aware of the field that you're going into. Being a pediatric nurse practitioner is very specialized and I was very lucky to be able to get a job because I work in an area that has children's hospitals all around so I would have other options. If you don't live anywhere near a children's hospital and there's only like five NPs that work there, just be aware of that and don't get upset when you graduate and there's no jobs for you. So just be kind of think about what the market is before you go into it um, and be smart about it. But once you figure that out, just go for it. The time will pass. School's not, you know, school is school. You'll get you'll get through it. Just like me, you'll get through the first few months of being new and, um, you know, hopefully you'll enjoy it. So those are my little tidbits. Oh, fabulous. This was like so fun. You're amazing. Seriously, just thank you so much for your time. Yes, we value your your time. Yes, we value your time. Thanks. I appreciate it. No, I, I love talking to you guys, bouncing all this off. And honestly, just like being around other people that have like minded um thoughts and just like you you guys preach growth and like understanding and I just love that so I'm a huge fan of the selfie podcast always have been always will be um yes Yes. thank you so much it was so back again yes down the line well and you are such a great resource for everyone so tell everyone again where they can find you and your master class okay so you can find me on instagram at natalie underscore pnp underscore I also have a blog called nursenat.com and um, when you're on Instagram, I just share all the time about the different master classes I have. So if you're interested in learning about um, PNP clinicals and being prepared for that, or if you are someone who wants to be a pediatric nurse, I have a great ebook on my um, blog all about that for those students who didn't get to go to clinical. That one's for you. So um, Ooh, my nursing students. Yeah. I don't know if you listen or not. If you do, I don't know you. And I'll <laughs> I will deny, deny, I will deny, 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 deny. But that sounds like an awesome resource. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, cheers, ladies. Uh, congratulations on the cheers, podcast. Thanks for coming back. We love you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Fun Friday. We had so much fun doing this with you guys. These are becoming my new faves. We love. We love a fun Friday. We have any good ideas for bonus fun friday episodes hit yeah. us up because we want to start like throwing in yeah, some more some funsies one, for ones. you guys yeah some extra solos yeah. some solo episodes if you want just tori and i to pop off without a guest on yeah. some fun friday topics yeah us let up. us know we'll leave the dropbox give us some suggestions um all right you guys and as you know check out the link in our bio we want to go on a trip with you yes please please we drink april with you 
eat with you. Eat with you, drink with you. Party, party with yes. you. Yes. Relax with you. Yeah, we need a vacation. Um, make sure you guys head over to check out that link in the bio. We want to hear all the things that you want included in a vacation, where you want to go. Obviously, hint, hint, Bali. Um, but we're really Not excited about I this. that I selfishly want to go to Bali or anything, yeah. but if I wanted yeah. to go to Bali... Don't, we... don't blame me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. You heard it here first. Um, and make sure you guys head over to rate and review the show. You guys, we, as you guys know, we live and die for our rates and our reviews. We love you guys so much. We're just so thankful for every single one of you who literally take the five minutes to scroll down on the screen and just give us a little five star and a little, hey, how you doing? We also have new stickers. Oh, yeah, we do. And new pins. We have our, we have our lips pin. And we have love a day off stickers we now. We have love a day off stickers. So we're going to be sending over some swag bags for you guys at the beginning of the month. So have Drop over. your Insta handle in your review yeah. if you want some of our new swag. Yes. And head over to www.selfiepodcast.com for all of our episodes and to check out our merch. Our most popular hats are over there. I feel like the hats are really Those popular. Those hats with the little EKG heart are killing the them. game. You guys look so cute in them. Yes. We love seeing it. Love to and see it. And where can they follow? us miss sam so you can find me at hey samantha with two a's and at nurse tori and we love you guys see you next week bye bye, bye.